The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and, get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together. And it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H-E-L-P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Road to Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on The Road to Rediscovery, we are very passionate about delivering quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear on the show, please visit roadtorediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll even give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. Thank you. All right. Now, to start off this episode, I have to say that, you know, I may be wrong when I say this, but I've always viewed holistic peace, okay, holistic peace as a three-legged stool. For the three legs, you have physical health, you have wellness, and you have financial health, right? These elements can also impact each other and ultimately the overall quality of your life. Well, my special guest is a major advocate for financial education for hundreds of thousands of families. He helps families learn how increasing their financial education can lead to a life of less stress while helping them understand the role finance plays in our well-being. Let's get ready for a great conversation, ladies and gentlemen, and help me welcome Mr. Roberto Santiago to the show. Hey, Roberto, welcome to the show, man. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Glad to be here. 
All right. All right. Well, thank you. We are glad to have you here, man. So if we can just start off by sharing with the listeners, you know, just just give us a, a glimpse of, you know, where you're from and what was life like for Roberto growing up? Okay. Yeah. So I actually grew up in Mexico mm -hmm. and uh, life was a struggle, just like in any other um, other countries outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. If you're in the U.S., you got to feel fortunate enough. Um, sometimes you don't feel fortunate enough until you actually hear from other people's experiences. Um, for me, at the age of nine, I, uh, I had to literally cross the border and uh, make it here. And um, mm. as I was, as I was, uh, you know, crossing the border, I, I thought, um, you know, dead corpses and uh, oh, something right in there. And I was like, I have to really make it big towards whatever I was going to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, eight, eight, nine years old, you, you really don't know what, you, what you're doing, but mm. intense. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, now I think um, I'm fulfilling my path to, you know, to greatness and what I, mm -hmm. what I feel that my mission is. So. Very nice. Very nice. So, so what originally got you into finances? Like, um, what is the earliest age, I guess, in your childhood or teens, you know, um, that, that you were first introduced to finances? I mean, did you did you have a lemonade stand or, you know, a, a child entrepreneur or anything? Uh, what was your introduction to finances at an early age? You know, uh, I mean, from early age, we would always struggle with money. Not until recently, I found out, like, what the true story was after talking to my parents. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we always struggle with money. And um, mm -hmm. basically for us was, um, you know, go to school, get the best education and, and, and get a good job. And that's 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 what I did. I ended up um, going to school. Um, but before there, I, I hit a I, I hit a wall. And mm -hmm. that was that um, even though I wanted to pursue a career education, one, there was no funds. Mm -hmm. And then second, um, you know the opportunity when you're not uh, when you're not a legal citizen or legal resident uh, is just more expensive, and then there's also less financial help. Um, but from growing up, I always saw my mom and my dad. My mom was the um, I guess you know the brains in the financial situation. She was the mm -hmm. saver, and she was the one that actually learned how to um, take care of the few money that my that my dad uh, brought home. Right. Uh, and then she learned this because she was a maid for several years for um, wealthy families back in Mexico City. Yeah. So she learned this, um, used, you know, those just trick and tips just to save money and take care of uh, take care of the things. Like no matter how much it costs, she would always uh, bring that up on us. Uh, you know, you need to take care of the soap that you take a shower with. And, Right. So that that was my understanding of money, and and then um, my dad, for some reason, he never, um, you know, now that I think about it, he never really said, you know, uh, uh, we can't afford this or um, that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. He never really said that. He really didn't say no to us. Uh, somehow he would manage to to have money. And um, I, I, I've learned, I'm learning that as I'm growing up where 
sometimes money is not much of how you make it or um, how much you make or how you spend it. Sometimes it's literally like the more you give, you know, and the less the less importance you give it. Yeah. You actually, you know, you make it last. And it's a, it's a it's an interesting thing that I I, I had to learn. No, I, I I can totally understand that, and and you know, just just your mom being the example of of how money is managed from the money that that she makes, and then you know, bringing that into into her home, in uh, in practicing money management. Um, it's when you're young, there's a lot to there's a lot to learn and take in when it comes to finances. So, um, as a as in your profession, you know, with finances and educating families on finances, um, I under I, I believe you feel that it's important to to for parents to teach their children about money and the importance of it and how you should treat it and and when it comes to you know making good decisions about it. Uh, how early would you recommend parents to start teaching their children about money? I would say as early as five years old. Five years old. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Um, so when you work with these families, um, in your experience, what are some of the common misunderstandings that families have have about money, you know, that, that you have to kind of help help them kind of guide and direct them to, you know, to, to, to the understanding of it? Yeah. No, that, that's a great question. Um, I would say it's the mindset. Um, mindset. And one of the things, unfortunately, that we do, mm -hmm. we don't really get uh, financial education in school anywhere, like anywhere in the world. There's no such thing as a financial education course. Um, we grow with the idea that um, making making more money is the solution. But what I actually teach families is how to change that mindset from you know it's not necessarily you making more money you just gotta pay yourself first before right. all your bills okay. before all your expenses you gotta pay yourself first mm. and most people majority of people we are always worried about rent we're always worried about bills being yeah. having the latest phone mm. where if you just change that mindset of i'm the most expensive or i'm the priority my savings are a priority. I'm paying myself. I'm paying the future self of me. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is just that little um, change that you just got to make that adjustment. And literally it works out where when you start realizing that even if it's $20 a week that you pay consistency to yourself, mm -hmm. before worrying about eating now before worrying about paying your phone or yeah. other necessities. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great. That's a, you know, that's, the, it's a little counterintuitive, uh, but I can, I can totally see how a shift in that mindset can really start you on the path to, you know, financial independence, financial freedom, financial responsibility, um, making yourself the priority. And, 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 and like you said, see, sometimes I, I would think, Making yourself the priority to pay yourself first um, can be misconstrued by some people, right? Uh, uh, some people may think, oh, okay, well, pay myself first, then that means, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to buy me the nicest pair of shoes or 
or or that new phone right or or i'm gonna buy me a new ipad a new tablet it's like no we don't mean pay yourself first by that right we mean pay yourself first by saving investing um you're 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 paying and you're investing in your own future by paying yourself first that that's that's what you mean by the priority is that right Roberta? That is correct. Yeah. Okay. And see, that's the mindset that we got to change because yes. we think that paying ourselves means having the best house from your whole family, right? Best car from your friends, yeah. having the latest phone. But unfortunately, um, like I said, it's a, it's a mindset game because a lot of times, a lot of people, um, I mean, in the media or everywhere, you just try, people are trying to sell you. Yeah, they are. They trying really to sell you are. This car, they're trying to sell you the latest phone. Yeah. And what you gotta realize is that, you know, you gotta pay yourself first. Yes. Instead of paying others, you know, yeah. and it's not necessarily that you have to have the best things. It's like, I get, I get a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, because it's a mindset game. It's you have to change that mindset. Yes. A lot of people say like they don't understand it, so I kind of have to explain it where. Mm-hmm. you actually um you cannot afford people tell me i can't afford to save and the thing is you cannot not afford to save 100 percent, yes sir that's you, right i yeah. agree so first and it's 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 like a muscle it's like a um like when you go work out like you don't start weight um you know with weights that are 25 or 50 pounds you start no. with 10 and you you slowly increase right so that's right that's the mindset I have to change on people. And it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting journey to do. Oh, I bet it is, man. And I would imagine before you can do any additional work with that, with your client, um, uh, changing that mindset is one of the beginning fundamental, uh, 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 activities that, that needs to occur before you can proceed. Is that right? That is, that is the main fundamental. And, and until I actually, sometimes I actually, um, you know, grab things like I could grab a cup and I could grab like a pen. And sometimes I had to paint the picture for people to actually see it. Not just I see. tell them, but yeah. I kind of have to, you know, yeah. just um, use items on the table to be able to actually um, make them grasp that concept. <laughs> Hey, whatever it takes for them to understand and kind of wrap their arms around the concept and, 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 and truly know what it means, right? Drawing diagrams, drawing pictures, having examples. One example you mentioned a minute ago was lifting weights, right? If you're going to start doing it for the first time, you don't go straight to the 50 pounds. You pick up the five, the 10 and, and, and work with those. And over time, work your way up. So, uh, no, that makes all kinds of sense. And it sounds like you have some good practices in how you uh, switch or change that mindset in uh, working with your clients. So thank you for sharing that, Roberto. I really appreciate it, man. So with me, okay, again, in my mind, uh, (laughs) just the crazy way I think here, um, there are several topics that um, people are very, very skittish to talk about, you know, they're very apprehensive. And um, one of them is religion. Um, The other is politics. And third is, um, is money, finances. 
So um, when working with your clients in your experience, um, have you have you had to break through that shell of 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 just taboo and nervousness that families would have when it comes to talking about money, um, not wanting to disclose everything because, you know, money's a private issue within a family. Um, you know, have anyone, has anyone gotten defensive about talking about their finances? Um, what, what are some of the, some of the, those uncomfortable feelings that your clients have had or that you've seen um, in working with your clients uh, in the beginning with finances? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and usually it's, um, you know, I try to sit down with both um, couple if, if they're married. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually what I find now is the woman understands more uh, when it comes to how it could actually affect not having a good financial structure than, than now. And what what I what I also experience is where, you know, you could you can't really talk about this subject without them trusting you. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do for for things to actually you know, for for me to actually help my clients, sometimes I what I have to um, what I had to actually do is understand that 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 is a key conversation to have. With that that conversation. You know, I take it very serious because with that, without me giving it my 100% on that conversation, without right. me being completely honest and transparent with them, right? Uh, the, the chances of that family uh, struggling financially or having a financial disaster in the future are pretty are pretty big, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I take it very serious. So first thing I, I have to kind of figure it out, ask questions. Mm-hmm. What, what did this couple know about money? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it's such a, yeah, like you said, it's a taboo subject, right? and mm-hmm. the more, the more people actually um, think it's a taboo subject, is the harder it is to actually be able to, to help them understand, you know, just the basic principles of financials. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. And, um, you know, there was one word you said that that really rang in in my ears in a good way, and that's transparency, right? Um, Being having full transparency in what you are sharing with um, with your with your clients and just allowing them the space to be transparent with you. So, you know, it's hard to help someone if they're not giving you all the information that uh, you need to help them. So, um, so, so, you know, I'm sure those are some tough conversations and there's some, some obstacles in, in, in getting around, uh, helping your clients get around that, 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 un, that awkward feeling, that, that feeling of discomfort um, to where you can start to do some amazing work, right? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, I had to learn the hard way. You know, as I started, yeah. it wasn't as easy to uncover that. Yeah, and I, I found out that just being completely honest. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, um, I I was in a worse situation, mm-hmm. and I I didn't grow up learning all these concepts, but literally has changed my life. And just just trying to let them know that I wasn't born an expert mm-hmm. uh, or a professional. I just just try to suit the conversation a bit and then you start to see and a lot of times i hear people talk about money 
when I ask them what did you learn about money growing up, mm-hmm. it's such a negative. Just it yeah. just turns into a negative subject, and and then yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we need to, you know, we we need to acknowledge this and and see how we could help, you know, because that money is not is not a lot of things that people think it is, you know. No. attributes you know and the more the more you actually understand it the more you actually see those yeah yeah no i i completely agree you know and at face value people will a lot of people will tend to think okay if i just had this much money i would be happy i mean it's really do you think you might be happy you know it, it, it's not just it's not the fact of having money that makes you happy at least in my mind, it's what you do with it. It's 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 how it supports your quality of living and providing for your family. You know, um, it, it's it's supposed to be a tool, right? right. Um, not something that you um, um, that you spend lavishly. Not something that you hoard and don't help or give for others. Um, I was I was watching. Um, the Today Show this morning, and they were talking about a gentleman who goes around, um, I believe it was New York City, giving random acts of kindness, okay? Just, um, it may be going to a stranger or a homeless person, giving them $100, or it may be paying for someone's coffee, you know, just different acts of random kindness. And he had a quote that I shamelessly wanted to borrow to share in this conversation excuse me he said he said you'll never go broke when you give and that that speaks volumes to me man does that make sense you you never go broke when you give yeah and and it's true and Mm -hmm. an example i could give you know to the public is Mm -hmm. Think about Google. I mean, yeah. when Google first started, it, it, it was a free engine. Like, yes, you had Yahoo and you had AOL. Right. Full of advertisements and they were full of, you know, they wanted to charge you and, and yes. all they, they care was about making money. Well, <laughs> Google struggled at first, you know. Yeah. They didn't even know how they were going to make money. Mm-mm. They just they just focus on giving value. They just focus on giving free stuff. Just use my search engine. You're going to find good content. And now look at look at the Google Voice, right? They're they're billionaires. Oh, they are. They and are. It just, to, it just goes to show that the perspective, right? That yes, it is. The more you give, the more you get. And hundred percent. You could just apply it um, wherever wherever you're in life, whatever your job is. Mm-hmm. If you give it joyfully. Mm-hmm. You're you're also gonna receive more. You are. You are completely. I mean. Uh, it, it, and, and that's just how things work out in this universe. Again, in my heart of hearts, the way from what I believe, that's how this universe works. And 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 we have a fiscal responsibility, I believe, to um, to help others when we are in a position where we are secure financially. We provide and we have the means. So if we're doing fine. You know, anything over that it, to keep is just foolish, um, you know, when you can help someone else. 
Now that doesn't mean don't keep it or don't save. I mean, like you said earlier, you want to, you know, be a priority to yourself and invest in yourself and save, you know, put, put some money away and save, but also, you know, help someone else who may be struggling or, or give and, and, and give freely and happily. Right. That's correct. I would say that a lot of books or a lot of people don't talk about this concept much, right? It really, um, giving is, is such an investment. I mean, the more you give, the more you get. Yes. And yes. a lot of times we don't, we don't believe that we, we actually mm -hmm. think that that's not true, but I, I mean, I, I just give you an example, but mm -hmm. you just practice it. Sometimes we have to see it for ourselves in order to actually, you know, accept it and, and, yeah. And, and own it. So I would invite everyone to start doing that. You know, if you yeah. have dollars and even if it's just $10 in your bank account, mm -hmm. find a way to give $2 and then you're, you're start seeing miracles and, and you, you touch a great point, right? That, that's how the universe works is this is not me making it up or this is not me no. actually just wanting you to you try it out and you'll see how that's, that's how the law works. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's one of two things I believe when it comes to this topic, Roberto, is, you know, that's how the universe works um, when, when you give. Another thing I truly believe is as human beings, we are, we are inherently wired for two things, to connect and interact with each other, look and feel, touch, you know, um, and, and to, um, to give to give to each other, to, to be of service to someone who needs help, you know, and, and, and there's, there's, there's some, there's some chemical reaction in our brains um, that makes us feel good when we give to someone, you know, um, and, 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 and it's, you know, when you try it, like you said, you, you challenge someone to try it and see what happens you know, um, that, that is an immediate feeling after giving that, you know, that I receive at least once I give, you know, um, I don't give and wait for something to come to me in return. You know, I mean, I just go about life and it happens, but, um, the feeling in my heart and in my brain that I feel from that chemical reaction from giving for giving to someone is to me it's tremendous and it, and it makes you happier overall yeah you know yeah. and i would add something that abraham hicks mentions mm -hmm. and it's completely true and, and i've done it for myself yeah uh, she mentions that sometimes we actually you know either pray or ask for things mm -hmm. and we become desperate or we become you know we we self-doubt yeah. sometimes that these things are going to happen to us well, she says that the best thing you could do to accelerate the process is to actually start giving. Just focus and focus on doing yes. random acts of kindness. It doesn't yes. necessarily give money, yes. you know, And you you accelerate the process, and it's it is so true and you know divinely designed that way. Yes, hundred percent. I totally agree. So, um, Roberto, I I, I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about how uh, financial health and financial education contributes or has an effect on um, on on our well-being. 
Okay. But before we do that, I want to ask you, if you reflect back on your life, okay, reflect back 20 years ago, um, what is the one thing about finances, concept, uh, uh, fact, whatever, what is the one thing about finances that you know now that you wish you knew 20 years ago? Yeah. I would say that, that, you know, you got to pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Love it. Love it. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now, now that you know that you're helping people by teaching that to them, uh, so they don't have to wait 20 years, you know, to, uh, to understand that. So that's, man, that's awesome. That, that is wonderful. All right, man. So, um, Roberto, can we talk about how the connection between financial education and managing your finances responsibly, um, can you, can you help us bridge, um, bridge that gap between financial responsibility and well-being? How does one help the other? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. Um, I would say that if you are financially well, I mean, if you're, if you, it, it starts with you mm-hmm. in a good state of mind. Yes. You know, I, I've heard this before and not until like I started getting success. I understand it, but mm-hmm. it's true. It all starts within the mind. You got to really believe that you deserve things. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times in general, this mm-hmm. would happen to me is that you would feel unworthy of having things. You would even, you would even, um, you know, affirm yeah. it to yourself by saying, "Oh, I can't afford that." Mm-hmm. If you, if you just change that mindset of, you know, thinking about your well-being, like, don't just see things as, "Oh, either I cannot afford them or they're expensive." Mm-hmm. Well, what am I gonna do to deserve them? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. How can I deserve it? And well-being, I think it's it, it touches into three principles. Mm-hmm. It's really your body. One, you know, uh, you gotta take care of your body. You gotta right. take care of your emotions. Yes. And 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 the other thing is you gotta take care of your mindset, right? Because um, a lot of times we might be we we, we might be really um, good emotionally, but in our mindset is like. I, I, I had to learn this the hard way. If you don't, if you don't dominate your mind, it will mm-hmm. dominate you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's the case for a lot of us that we let the, the mind dominate us for so many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't even realize that there's a fight. There's a constant fight with, between the mind and between us. Mm-hmm. Who we are, who, who, who divinely beings, who we are. That you know. We could have everything we want. That we deserve to have everything we want, and our Creator wants us to have everything we want. And our mind sometimes just um, basically puts us in this prison where we don't even know it exists. You know, we limit ourselves. And mm-hmm. what I had to do is I had to learn how to take control of, of myself to be able to calm down my mind and be like, be in this switch of perspective. Now I'm the master, you're, you're my obedient. 
And when my mind starts wondering with negative things right away, I could I could stop it. I could recognize it and I could stop it and say, uh, things are gonna get better or getting better all the time, getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all these things I would say that play a huge role in your financials because um, what I what I understand now is that by me having a budget, I try to respect that budget. That's mm-hmm. the way I, I respect my body, the same mm-hmm. way I respect my my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, and, and, and going back to the mind, also the same thing. I, I'm very careful with what I listen to, who I listen to, and, and what kind of um, just what kind of information I give to other people. Yeah, you know, my yeah. kids. <laughs> no, I, I I totally totally agree. I mean, life is short, right? And so, you know, we have to be very we have to be very critical on what we listen to and who we listen to. And uh, I, I think every effort to listen to someone or something must contribute to some value towards growth or learning, you know, um, and, and, and if it's something that you're not really learning or growing from, then, you know, is it worth listening to it, you know, um, um, or, or a person who just chastises you all the time, you know, um, is it worth listening to them? Are they going to contribute to your growth? You know, so uh, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head, man. I mean, that's that's another part of just how wellness and finances tie over um, and and kind of relate to each other. Um, I love the example you mentioned as far as respecting your body. OK, and uh, treating your body and and and, and you know, uh, maintaining your body in a certain way to where it's optimal. That's the same as what you would do with a budget. You would respect the budget, maintain the budget and uh, keep the budget optimal um, as well as nurture your mindset. You know, so um, uh, thank you so much for sharing how those two relate, man. Uh, I I, I know the listeners were really, really waiting for that that correlation. So, uh, yeah, I really I really appreciate that. So, Roberto, um, how can the listeners connect with you and, uh, and and learn more about uh, the work that you're doing in educating families uh, in finances? Yeah, um, actually, I have an Instagram page where I do more of self development and and whether mm-hmm. you uh, wh- whether you want to accept it or not, I believe um, it, it has to start there. Where when you're in your when your well-being, you know, is the line, and when your well-being is, you know, um, healthy, then then we can start talking about finances. And yes. So recently, I started creating content um, towards finance, um, and you can find me on TikTok as um, it's the, what is it called Dinero Class One Hundred One. So okay. I'm, so it's Dinero like in Spanish, and then yeah. Class One Hundred One. Okay. On TikTok. And then on Instagram, you can find me as Master Santiago, where there is more of you know self development. Um, yeah, yeah. And one of the things I do on that is bring the ancient knowledge that we have. Um, you know, I, I bring it from the Aztec culture, but it applies everywhere. This this knowledge it was it's it's around worldwide, and I use it's, mm-hmm. it's really nature, and use 
teach people how how to integrate that knowledge with their well-being and you know that's yeah yeah no i understand that um man thank you for sharing that we we're going to put your TikTok and your instagram uh handles um on the episode show notes so the listeners as they're listening to this episode they can connect with you and follow you on instagram they can um, connect with you and follow you on TikTok, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure we have all those there. So, uh, uh, wow, Roberto, man, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Um, we got to learn a bit about you and 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 where you come from, your journey, um, how you got turned on to finances, and, and learn about the great work you're doing. Thank you for sharing your insights, uh, uh, you know, on the show about finances, about mindset, right, and and changing that mindset on uh, on 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 instead of like uh, paying everything out first, you pay yourself, and clarifying what paying yourself means. It's saving and investing, not buying the latest shoes or the the big fancy gold watch, right? That's correct. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Roberto, man, thanks for coming on the show. I would love for us to stay in touch, man, and maybe in the next eight or nine months, bring you back on the show, give the listeners an update with what's going on um, with the great work that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. No, well, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. No, thank you, man. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And listen, if you have a loved one or a colleague a family member, um, you have someone you know who seems to be going through a tough time um, at the end of their rope, uh, not quite sure where to turn, and uh, they just, they're just waddling through dark days of despair. I humbly ask that you please share this show with them because on the road to rediscovery, we want our listeners to know two things. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of The Road to Rediscovery. We'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at roadsrediscoverypodcast at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have. The Roads Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.